0: and welcome to another exciting edition of The Rich Listen Show. My guest today is a very powerful, very impactful figure who has just begun and launched his own podcast, which he's going to tell us a lot about. He is a former uh, NFL player. Uh, He was a a pick. He was a first round pick on the 1996 NFL draft, and he launched an eight-year NFL career. He is currently Uh, and most recently been a Nike master trainer, Uh, and his name is Alex Molden. He is a performance enhancement coach, and he specializes in utilizing his vast knowledge and experience to help athletes become athletically efficient and durable. Again, please check me out on Instagram at Listens, and if you haven't visited lately, check out patreon.com slash Listens and see what advanced content we have on there. And thank you for everybody from the bottom of my heart for supporting the show. Without further ado, I'll be welcoming our guest today, Mr. Alex Molden. Here we are. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Alex Molden. How are you doing today? I'm okay, man. I'm, <laughs> I, you know, it's,
1: it's dry out here. I'm in Portland, Oregon. Uh, got the kids playing soccer at the park. You know, <laughs> so, so it's a good day.
0: What else is a man to do during quarantine?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I tell you, I love Portland, Oregon. I've been up there about uh, once a year, and I keep threatening to move up there. So nice to finally uh, meet you in person.
1: Yes, indeed. <laughs> nice
0: meeting you. So, uh, for a football player, are your are your kids into soccer as well, or, or or do you try and steer them towards football?
1: No, no, man. I, you know, with our, you know, we have eight kids, so we have five boys, three girls, and for us, it's never about like football. That's that's last. And I never like pushed football on my kids. It's, it's it's one of those deals like, hey, you know, that that was the family business, I guess. That was daddy's work. And I know um I know a lot about it, you know. <laughs> but it, it comes down to number one <laughs> for our kids, we want them to be active. And the first thing we get our kids in is gymnastics. And then after gymnastics is always soccer. And then from soccer it kind of goes to whatever else they want, but I guess we kind of force them into gymnastics and soccer,
0: because it's so good for flexibility and oh and, uh, yeah,
1: agility, spatial awareness, uh, working with the team. I mean, if you can do something with your feet, imagine when you get to use your hands
0: <laughs> That's right, that's right. I know I'm always uh, beating myself up because for a basketball guy, I've got three kids who love soccer. Uh okay. so, so yeah. I can't I can't criticize anybody. So uh, <laughs> I think that makes me a better parent and coach, probably.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so congratulations to you. You launched your 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 new podcast yourself. How did the first episode go? Man, it went pretty good. It went pretty good. It was
1: it was uh I wanted it to be about a little bit about me and my story and my journey of you know kind of reaching the mountaintop. I guess of, you know, your career. And for me, it was like a dream come true to be able to to play professional football, play in the NFL and to do it. And, you know, it's a really cutthroat league and there's, there's always somebody coming for your job and to be able to last more than twice what the average was, you know, to play eight years. That was, it was fantastic. And, but I lost a big piece of who I was because, you know, from such a young age, I was just, it was all about football and it became my identity. And I didn't really understand it until it left, right? When when I retired and I couldn't play anymore, it was a big part of me died and I was lost for, for many years. It, was, it really you know, is
0: great. great. it really is.
1: Uh, it, it is, yeah. I mean, you're doing something that you love for, you know, since I was like 11, 11 or 12 and you know it becomes a big part of you and just didn't I didn't understand you know with 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 all the sacrifices and all those all those things that come along with trying to make it to to be the best version of yourself but I got so much into that that I lost a big piece and so you know really looking back and and trying to figure things I try to figure out myself and who I wanted to be and who I was and, and just kind of putting that out there for the first episode and, and you know, my journey from, you know, being a, a leadership and a, a personal development coach, where I had to go into my own life and be able to pull out the things, you know, the roots of, you know, those 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 journeys of mine that, you know, put me to where I'm at now. And that's so. a
0: real key, right, to get in front of, uh, you know, I was introducing uh, that. I don't know if you've still formally worked for Nike or not but to get in front of you know large groups of people and tell them and inspire them we really have to go like deeply personal into our own journey uh, yeah. and takes like feeling that pain and and sharing that pain with many people
1: yeah uh, yeah yeah it, and you? it's like man you gotta you have to be transparent because people can see right through you know they can tell when you're fake and so i I, I made it a I promised to myself that I'm going to be, I'm going to be me. And it might not groove with everybody. They might not like that, but you know, I have to be me. And so I have to tell those different stories. But with me, I, you know, I was able to kind of uh, navigate through all the bad stuff and the good stuff, but navigate through. And okay, that's, that's the point that can help somebody even though they didn't, play in the National Football League, but that gym is foundational. That's a piece that can help somebody.
0: So what were some of the things, and we're we're about to come out with a panel in a month or two to to help retired athletes or or who knows what's happening with athletes that lost their season right now, seniors in college, so many people going through uh, loss and grief in in different ways. Um, What were some of the things that helped you uh, either discover your process or heal? or start again in some way?
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, honestly, it was, it was when I had somebody that, like, told me the truth. You know, it was one of those deals that, you know, we always seek to find truth. I know for me and my agent, uh, Angelo Wright, when I first, I mean, the reason why I picked him, it was the most important, one of the most important decisions in my life. And I was 20, 21 years old, but he was the one that told me the truth. And it wasn't what I was expecting. It was like, hey, Alex, your weakness is the deep ball. That's what the scouts are saying. And, you know, I had to get out of my own way, you know, because I have an ego, right? (laughs) But I had to get out of my own way. I was like, man, this guy, nobody else is telling me that. And I had somebody like that um, once I finished with football. And I was going to a job interview. I just wanted to get out the house. I need to become active and, you know, become normal. So I applied for this job interview. And basically by the end of it, this lady who I just met, she said, Alex, you don't know who you are. She said, you need to find who you are before you take any other job interviews, before you do anything else, you need to sit down and find exactly who you are. And that was a slap in the face that I needed. And it was painful. Like, I cried my eyes out. Not right there, but I went to my car mm-hmm. I cried my eyes out, man. And it was something that it was uh, – that, that that would forever stick with me. And I never wanted to be lost like that again. So I had to look in the mirror and ask myself, who did I want to be? What did I want to do? You know, football is not it. And I definitely didn't want to coach. I know the time commitments and, and all that. And, you know, having eight kids, I didn't, want I didn't want that life. So I had to do, I had to have somebody, somebody that can tell me the truth. And then later on, I had a, uh, actually a, a personal development, a life coach kind of walk me through like, Hey, you need to find out wh- what do you want to achieve? What do you want to be? Okay. Now let's work backwards from there. And so really the relationships.
0: So it's not a fast process. It's, 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 it's a deeper, process of really starting over in some ways and if you start playing it right peewee 10 11 years old pop warner it really it's for the first time asking those questions
1: yeah exactly and it's like it's not like uh I, you know, I always tell my my coaching clients you know for you to become the best version of yourself you can't microwave that can't microwave it. That's a slow cook. That's a, that's a slow smoker, you know, it, it happen overnight. It's going to take a lot of reflection. It's going to take a lot of, uh, um, you know, looking in the mirror and, you know, find out, you know, who you are, right. And, and it really comes down to leadership before you try to lead anybody else. You have to be able to lead yourself. You have to be able to influence yourself. And so, you find out what what do you want to to be? What do you want to achieve? Okay, now you have to lead yourself, and that's the an everyday journey.
0: That's that's a really, really, really powerful message uh, yeah. for athletes or anyone out there you know who's performing for external results or you know following a path because someone else is uh, pushing you towards it. To really figure out what's your internal motivation, yeah moves you. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And, and, and it's sustainable. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're somebody who's looking to lose 30 pounds and get shredded up or somebody who, you know, want to want to be a, a coach or want to be a manager somewhere. You have to understand the, the foundations of leadership and then you can apply that to any part of your life.
0: So, what's it like for you, you know, being a, a former football player and, and knowing what you know now? And then I know at least uh, one of your children, uh, you know, played at uh, Oregon as well, uh, you know, following kind of in your footsteps. He's at Washington. Oh, he's he's Washington, either. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, Arch- were ta- you were a duck. You were a duck. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Our <laughs> Arch- tribal Oh <boy>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, how'd you keep that, uh, you know, just let him make his own decision or?
1: Yeah. Definitely. I wanted him to be a duck. I mean, everybody <laughs> wanted him to be a duck. But for him, it came down to the culture. And he wanted to, you know, walk his own, have his own path. And I was like, hey, I love it. I love it. I tried, I tried to brainwash him, but <laughs> it didn't happen.
0: All the color placements in the crib didn't work. Oh,
1: all that. <laughs> Going to every spring game, every at least two football games a year. But at the end of the day, it didn't work. <laughs>
0: So that must be really good for the relationship that he feels you respect, you know, making his own choices and his own process.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you want the best for your child, and it's not about me reliving, you know, my my, you know, my claim to fame. I guess it's it's not about that. That would be selfish, and it's really about his journey. And I can, and and now you know, kind of. Uh, achieving the things that that he wants to achieve, if yes, I do have a cheat code, I have a blueprint. Um, it wasn't just like I was going through, you know, every day in college and in and in the pros with not taking notes. You know, I, I took a lot of notes both like physically and in in here. On what does it take? What does it take to be the best? And are you willing to to sacrifice? But now, are you willing to sacrifice everything but you, who you are? And so he has a really strong foundation of who he is, and it's not built on the foundation of football. That's a big part of it, but that's not his foundation. It's something he does, and he has a great joy for it. He's gonna he's gonna do well. Yeah, he's hard work.
0: So, so since you know, as a sports parent, we see a lot of the you know the, the unhealthy sports parenting out there, and Like you said, people having a tough time, not replacing, chasing their glory days or or wanting to fulfill things they didn't uh, when they were younger. Uh, What are some of the messages we can send to parents about developing this kind of, you know, character that exists through sport but also uh, independent of sport?
1: Um, I would say, especially with sports, understanding is not going to be there forever not even for Tom Brady or Drew Brees or Michael Jordan is not going to last forever. So if you, if you built your life on that, on that foundation and when it crashes, it starts crumbling down, then who are you? So I would say, you know, it's about being a parent first. Yes, they are. If they are an athlete, yes, that's, that's a, that's their platform, and it can do many great things for for them both while they're playing and then once they're done playing, right? The, the things that, that athletes the athletes innately have in them, the, especially the good ones, is the hard work. Yes, ability, you know, kind of goes up and down and whatnot, but, man, they're willing to do the work. I mean, to be able to, to play college football, that's hard enough. I mean, the, the window is small to get in, to, you know, for division two, division, you know, division one, that's, that's, that's a small window. And then the to do that, and if you have success and now you go to the next, the next level where you're getting paid, that's, man, that's some, there's some things that's not just how fast your 40 is. There's a, there's a mindset. There's a, there's something that, you know, how you built relationships. You know, the, the one thing I'm, I'm, I'm very happy I'm glad that I invested and I maintained those relationships when I was 19 years old. It wasn't just about using them and making it transactional you know that doesn't that doesn't last. I'm able now to still reach out to people who who affected me when I was 19 20 years old and then they're right there they'll pick up the call.
0: who are some of your um, you know most impactful or favorite coaches um, that you had? Oh, man, well, well, the most
1: impactful would have to be my DD coach, Willie Shaw, who is uh, David Shaw, uh, David Shaw's uh, dad, father. So David Shaw, he's the head coach of Stanford football team. But he was was the most impactful. And I only had him for one year, one year. But he gave me a system, like a real system, not just about, hey, you're fast, you cover him. Or you use this technique and you'll be fine. No, it was a system that he gave everybody. And it worked because everywhere he went, he had great success. So that was, uh, he was the most impactful one. I had a ton of really good coaches, really good coaches. Um, uh, Marty Schottenheimer, I really loved his approach. He treated everybody the same. He didn't care if you were, you know, a undrafted free agent or if you was an all-pro, like Junior CF, this is white, this is black, there's no gray. You're right or you're wrong. It's about the team. It's not about you. So that was – he was very um, influential. That was with the Chargers? Yeah, yep. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, you know, that old school, they call it, you're right, the clear-cut, right, like coaching style. Now, some of the younger players are – kind of pushing back on that these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does, does coaching have to evolve to, to meet kind of the, the expectations of the younger generation? Or, or do we need to keep holding strong to what values are going to raise young men?
1: Well, you know, it, it's one of those deals where um, the environment and the, and the culture, right, the culture is going to always change. You know, if you look at what's the the last dance, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, I'm, I'm
0: only on episode right? Everybody's too.
1: watching that, right? <laughs> and, and you see the and you see the culture of the coaches and whatnot, and then how the game was played back then. It sways, right? It changes, and one one guy who was ahead of the curve was Phil Jackson, right? You, you can just look how he how he how he's been coaching. He was doing this in the '80s, where it's about is not so much stringent or whatnot. You can't, you know, uh, n- not you, you. can't fit a, a, a square peg in a round hole. Right. Dennis Rodman was a, he was a octagon. You
0: know, I love that but quote. He, they brought on uh, the coach of the Pistons. His, uh, coach. um, yeah. It's slipping my name. The name is slipping me right now. But like that, he understood. That oh, Rodman, he understood.
1: Him. Yeah, yeah. That understood.
0: Rodman was a different kind of person, and and to harness all that potential into focusing on, you know, you tell a player who's, a, you know, All-American or whatever, you know, you just focus on defense, right? We talk about the ego of an athlete who's always been scoring 20 points a game. Just yeah. Focus on defense. Like, that doesn't it, feel very rewarding, uh, but somehow we got him to buy in and become yeah. the most, one of the most disruptive players mm-hmm. of his generation.
1: Yeah. And, and, and going back to your question, I think that it really comes down to relationships. You know, it, it's not about, like, the – I mean, the structure is going to play a, a part. But if – no matter what type of um, system or what type of coaching style that you have, I mean, Bob Bobby Knight, he was a tough coach. You know, Coach K, he's a tough coach. He gets in his player's ear. He gets in uh, – uh, Greg Popovich, Right. Man, there are they, they get after it, but it starts with the relationship that they get. They all build with each and every player. And so if you have that relationship where you can be able to um, show vulnerability. Right. Show vulnerability. Man, you get a lot of players that will buy in and especially, you know, you know, call them players, coaches and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's all fine. And Danny, if you're winning. Right, if you it all come down to winning and losing, right? But uh, I, I think there's a certain style that you have to to have. It starts with just you being you, right? I think the old school style that might work as long as those relationships are built. But if if you come in hard and you don't establish the one on
0: one, especially with some of the
1: key the key players and the the, the key leaders, then you ain't going to get anybody to
0: buy it. It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home these classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to InJitsu.com slash listens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports, all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. Yeah. I'm, you know, big, big New York giant fan, uh, especially from, uh, you know, Tom Coughlin era. And, you know, I think a lot of people, they overlook and they heard a lot about him being, you know, military and now it hasn't worked out so well. in in Jacksonville, uh, with the current generation, but, you know, he made a team around the offensive and defensive line. He had obviously even a family tie to one to David deal, a son-in-law, you know, and I felt like that was like such a big part of the chemistry. So maybe when you have chemistry, then you can be tough around, you know, don't be five minutes late for a meeting or, whatever his big thing was, you know, but when you don't have that chemistry, and you start enforcing the law, you get a rebellion. Yeah. And,
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and but here's the thing is also is uh, set the expectations right from the jump, right from day one, what the expectations are, because if you don't, then you get frustrated players, you get other frustrated coaches and and then, you know, then the accountability part. But if you do it like right from day one, on the first time team meeting or the first, you know, player uh, interaction, it's letting them know what the expectations are.
0: Yeah, clarity. Yeah, might get buy-in. That's right. So, Alex, are you are you having fun? You're you're getting you're watching your kids play podcast. <laughs> I mean, how's everything balancing? Out? for you. It's it's going
1: good, man. You know what we have a we have a system in place and I get up pretty early. So it's my job to make sure Char youngest is six Mm -hmm. and he can make a mean omelet. (laughs) He can make a mean omelet, but that's all he makes. (laughs) So so it's my job when I wake up is I is I'm on kitchen patrol. I make sure everybody has a balanced meal and then I clean up. And then from there, then I can go in my office. I can go in my
0: office.
1: I can you do You got to earn, you earn your work yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, I can be able to work on, you know, writing my books, finishing my book, and, you know, I have some coaching clients that I can be able to, uh, you know, attend to. And and so I do that, and then after that, then then I become – I put on my PE uh, teacher hat, and now I'm the, I, I'm the PE teacher. I'm also in janitorial, but now I'm Oh, the man. PE yeah. So we, we have a system, but you know, it's every, but every night me and my wife, we have a check-in, we have a check-in and say, okay, what's your schedule like tomorrow? When we talk about expectations. Right. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't tell her and then I tell her and I go outside of that, she gets frustrated. And if she gets frustrated, I get frustrated. You know, it's not a good look, especially with, I can't just, you know, go out because you know, I'm still, I'm in, you know, everybody's in the house so really the expectations like every night we just regroup all right what's on tap for them well babe I got this you know I gotta have a, a teleconference and a phone call for a podcast tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you know so
0: she was like did you put it on the calendar did you tell me I know yeah calendar well, thank your wife for sharing you with, with, with us for this interview. Uh, is yes, it is sir. it more challenging during the quarantine or is it always hard to manage family expectations, relationships? Oh, no,
1: it's, it's more challenging. It's more challenging. Um, but it's, you know, because everybody's like on a different type of schedule and they still have school, you know, so, so having that, you know, I'm away doing, you know, my, my work and, um, and there's no escaping, you know, it's, it's, it's great when the sun is out, you know, they can go for a walk or whatnot, you know, still got to practice social distancing and, and whatnot. But, you know, when it's gray and it's raining and then we're all stuck in the house, now, now you know, two of them are out. We only have six kids at home. But, uh, you know, it, 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 can get, it can get trying. It really
0: can. You'd think it would be easy to get everyone to choose one board game or one family movie, but –
1: Oh, no. No, everybody has. Even even going to the park, there's two different parts of our house, and it's a fight every day. I'm going to go to this park. No, I'm going to go to this park. I'm gonna... So every day.
0: So you're also the equipment manager. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, what are you telling athletes who are in this unprecedented circumstance of not knowing, you know, if they're going to get back and, and if they're... Seniors and and they were or juniors looking to make recruiting visits. Um, how do we keep people focused and motivated?
1: Well, I tell them that you know this is number one. It's it's relative, so you're not the only one that's going through this. There's everybody's going through it, okay. But now, what you can do is how do you still separate yourself? I'm always about. Uh, you know, coaching and, and telling these, especially these young athletes that I know I have a big influence with into too is, you know, still, how can you, how can you make yourself different? How, how can you treat this? Um, even though it's not, it's not the best thing, but how can you make it a best thing? What things can you do to still better yourself? All right? When well, you don't have any equipment at home, so what? Nobody cares. You still got to get better. You still got to get better. You know, maybe you can watch more film, right? Maybe you can watch more film to, you know, to get an advantage. How can you get an advantage? But it all starts, it all starts with what you want to achieve. You want to get a scholarship? Okay, mentally start acting like somebody who already has a scholarship. Imagine yourself, you already in college. How do you think they are, um, how are they going through this? You know, has it, you think they've changed anything? Yeah, I don't think so. You know, that uh, yeah, of course, they're getting, um, workouts and stuff sent with them or sent to them, you know, high performance, uh, uh training, but you still got to find a way. Nobody wants to hear about excuses.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I always tell people about the two guys who took basketball the furthest from my high school, Southside High School in New York, Dagan Nelson and Mark Von Essen happy to give them a shout out, uh, that they were, you know, doing their homework and writing letters to coaches after school, uh, you know, and maintaining correspondence, right? We couldn't send an email, uh, you know, back in the 90s, um, uh, you know, they where they were hand-writing letters to maintain relationships and, and mm-hmm. let them know they were on coming out and watching a game and how's their season going. Yeah, it uh, makes them different, though, right? I'm just, it makes – it makes it –
1: makes, it, sometimes it's the little things that goes a long way.
0: Well, because from a coach's perspective, right, you want to know that somebody wants to be in your program or really wants to play at that level. And Like you said, if you're going to be, it takes trust for or Popovich to be in your ear. They got to know you're willing to take it and you're gonna you're gonna respond to it. Um, yeah. So, so someone who's already doing that work of research, who's already looking at, like you said, looking at that, taking that message of hearing something that that they, their weakness that even though they're great. They still have a flaw. They still have something they're going to work on in the offseason. Um, you know, uh, LeBron, I always shared the story of Bob Rutella working with LeBron after I think he lost his first uh, NBA final. He um, went to Bob Rutella and said, I want to be the best three-point shooter, uh, you know, in the NBA. You know, I, I don't want to just identify my flaw. I want to, you know, make it my strength.
1: And then what does that look like? What do you have to do?
0: You know? <laughs> what's the work that's going to be required to make that happen.
1: Right. That's right. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so what's next for you? Are you going to, you still going to, you still, are you representing Nike? Are you seeing, are you training for them? Uh, and uh, how many podcasts are you going to, you going to do about one a week or what's the, what's the uh, outlook? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I do um, consulting for Nike. Um,
1: uh, yes. Yeah, so I've been doing that for the past 15 years with, Nike uh, Women's Training, uh, Nike Football, jo- Brand Jordan, Converse. So I've been doing a lot of consulting with them. And so, I, I, I mean, I still will be doing that. And, you know, I, I do a lot of speaking. I do a lot of speaking, uh, talk to different uh, companies. Um, and now, it's you know, it's, everything is digital. So I, I still get it done. I still gotta find a way to get it done. Nobody wants to hear about excuses and uh, yeah and, and during this time man I've, I've started a podcast it's called the shark effect and yeah i have it every every tuesday episode two will be dropping here tomorrow which is what april 29th i think
0: 28th is tomorrow 28th yeah.
1: okay yeah april 28th so yeah man i'm just um you know grinding i, I found out what my passion is man i love helping people, and uh you know, I was with, with helping people become better athletes, you know, and I still do that I still have a passion for that. But now I understand it's helping people become better people, helping right. them have more influence. That's, that's really, what driving. me. Yeah, is.
0: that's that's what, you know, people that have been talking to me about, you know, there's so many branding experts out there. And, uh, you know, I'm certified in, in, in mental performance coach through uh, American Association of Sports Psychology. But I look at the way I relate to people, you um, you know, I can't help people from the outside in, you know, yeah. it's about making them the last. That's it's right. Last. And, and we've had several guests on the show that as uh, you know, NBA players, they were 10 day contract guys, but as a writer, you know, they're inspiring millions. So sometimes it takes, uh, going into your athletic career, getting injured or leaving your career to discover what you're truly passionate about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, is really the paradox. Um, Dr. Russ Carpenter at Stanford. Uh, he was a football player who got injured, who then discovered uh, that he was an athlete, got injured, discovered the neuroscience. He loves studying fish. He's a fisherman. He's a fisherman. This guy, okay. every picture you look at Dr. Russ Carpenter on uh, Instagram, he's out, he's catching like all the species of trout there are in California lakes. That's his passion. That's his hobby. But when he got to Stanford, he saw that every athlete that gets there has to take english 101 when they arrive there. So, he audited a masters in english and now he teaches every single athlete when they arrive on campus uh english for athletes. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but, I like that. But that happened when he was injured. That happened because he was away from the locker room and he really <laughs> missed, you know, his whole identity was supposed to be about the locker room and about his team and about going pro. And he had to ask himself some other questions.
1: Yeah, that's
0: what it's about. It's asking
1: questions, and then, and then it, asking the right questions. That's right. That's
0: right. Yeah. So, so how will the world of coaching and training look different uh, for, with social distancing in the next year? How how can we reach as many people um, and be as impactful? Man, I mean, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff
1: like taken offline. You know, with 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 Nike. And what's going on over there, you know, there's going to be limited um, space in terms of like, you know, with people, it's going to be like a check-in type of deal. Like you're going to use your your phone, you have the an app, and you got to sign up to be in the gym from eight to nine. And there's, I don't think there's going to be any classes in, in, in most gyms, not just Nike, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to get tricky. But, you know, the... The people who are who are uh, uh, intuitive and who have ideas, they' they're the ones gonna come up on top. you know I mean it's gonna move to a, a digital world and uh, I think it's gonna be mixed in with you know the digital and then the face to face. and then it's, and then it comes down to how how do you adapt? How can you adapt?
0: Yeah, yeah, you really touched on a few things, adaptability. Um, you know, seizing the opportunity and creativity I've found myself, you know, including this conversation right here, the power of, I think we connected through Facebook, you know, the power of shared networking, uh, and creative brainstorming coming together with people. I met a a woman who's the CEO of a company called retired from sports, and we're going to be delivering a panel to athletes who have just retired with some of the skills you're mentioning. What are athletes missing? What could we Mm -hmm. bring to them? So it's like, in a way, uh, this, this trial and tribulation of being stuck is also opening people up, uh, to what, what potential they have and what potential we could do together.
1: Yeah. Yep. I think, you know, the power of the, yeah, the social networking, you know, you find people who are passionate about the same things as you and, you know, getting your, uh, you know, the relate. I mean, it's all about relationship building for me. That, that means a lot to me. And, um, you know, you get people thinking that, you know, they help push you to become better and think differently, you know, find people that are smarter than you, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you can, a shorter path to success.
0: Is that the secret? Ask for people who will tell you flaws or tell, tell you what you where what direction you need to work on?
1: I want people to, I want people in my inner circle that can tell me if I got a piece of salad right there. (laughs) That's that's number one. Do I have that type of relationship with people that they can tell me I got something in my teeth? And then then are they smarter than me? You know, and that just takes time.
0: Uh, Well, two quick questions before we let you sign off and tell everyone how they can stay in touch with you uh, down the road. Uh, One, if you could say one thing to the version of uh, Alex that retired, what what one message would it be?
1: Oh, man. Um, I would say um, find a, you know, get a sense of, of exactly who you are. It's not what about what you do, but it's who you are. And, uh, and that takes, you know, that takes some self-reflection. And, you know, we live in a busy, busy world. And that takes some time, you know, with, you know, sitting down, writing, you know, writing down your thoughts and whatnot, but find out who you are. And then from there, man, you know, think about the, all the relationships that you've created, you know, how you show up in the world where you're a good person. That's number one for me, character. Character is number one. I don't mess around with anybody that, you know, kind of shady and whatnot, I don't, I don't do that. I don't want to be associated with that. So I guess that was the couple I gave
0: you. Okay, and we'll take it, we'll take it. Uh, and uh, second, a little bit more fun note, what's one book or movie which uh, you would recommend to an athlete maybe in high school right now stuck at home to get inspired? Uh, that's easy, man. Come on. Man. <laughs> I gave you the hard one right you know. now. <laughs> man, the, reason, the, the reason I got
1: started with lifting weights and and the whole athletic and playing football, number one, I watched Rocky Three. <laughs> Watch Rocky Three. If you don't, if that don't get the juices flowing for you, I don't know what else to tell you. But Rocky Three, you watch that? I mean, Rocky One, Rocky Two is pretty good, but Rocky Three
0: is that the that's one where is that Ivan Drago? Is that no man? That's
1: Rocky Four. Come
0: on, man. Rocky IV. Rocky Three with Clever Lang. Oh, Clever Lang. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I gotta study up. I gotta study. I do know that you put on Eye of the Tiger anytime. Guaranteed to get your juices flowing. Is there, <laughs> that, that's, it. That's, that's universal. It. Now you
1: gotta make the connection though.
0: You gotta make the connection. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay, well, before you sign off, tell everybody, you know, how to get a hold of your podcast, how to stay in touch with you. And, absolutely uh, and thank you so much, you know, and from all my listeners for making time today. I'm sure yes. the kids are looking at you with three different balls right now. Like, get out of here! They're like, come
1: on, Dad, <laughs> let's go <get on."
0: laughs> No, uh, I, shoot, I, I keep it easy.
1: You just look me up. Uh, uh you know, my website is alexmolden.com, and from there you can, you know, you can get some. Um, uh, you, you can find my podcast. Yeah, um, uh, my my speaking and what I speak on, and then my leadership. Um, yeah, yeah, my High Achievers Academy. That's that's on there. You find out more. I'm not going to talk a whole bunch about that, but you just go to alexmolden.com. You find everything.
0: It's amazing. Amazing resources, Alex. I really greatly enjoyed speaking with you and meeting you. Thank you for all your follow up and willingness and vulnerability to show up today, uh, despite the many jobs that you're doing. Uh, I'm sure you'll be back on the clock in a couple minutes here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I will uh, reach out to you about that uh, retired from sports uh, uh, webinar or panel if, if you're open to it. Yes, indeed. Uh, and a tremendous resource for, for athletes and for younger athletes out there about how to cope with the transition, how to look within, how to ask who you are and really what you want from life, uh, not only to push yourself to peak performance as an athlete, but in the realm of relationships and beyond. To all my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Please look in the sh- notes for uh, Alex's contact. Uh, we'll be sharing clips of today's show and nuggets that Alex has shared as well on Instagram. Uh, So please stay tuned for that. If you can check out my Patreon page.com, patreon.com slash Richard listens or Instagram Richard listens. Uh, You get the theme. We appreciate all your support and interest. We're now up on iTunes, Spotify. If you're interested in, therapy teletherapy any kind of consultation please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website richardlissons.com i'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain support or isolation you are going through we are here to alleviate strain and suffering thank you all for tuning in i'm richard listens and i'm out i'm a big fan of mma sports it's rough and elegant at the same time i think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouthguard that is state of the art. These mouthguards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport, football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash RichardListens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouthguard lastly i'd like to proudly mention our sponsor injitsu.com providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top mma fighters these classes are not pre-recorded these trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session i've personally taken a few of these classes and i've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session they'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt there are still slots available for online classes, so head over to Injitsu.com slash RichardListens to get your first class free. That's injits ucom sucom slash RichardListens. Take care, everyone.